You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Great patriots of America, you're on the Patriot Cause and you're with the Gunny again today. I got an absolutely wonderful guest. And what makes my heart explode is he's not my age, <laughs> which is so cool. He's a young, young, great patriot that's doing such great things for the Convention of States and, and reaching out to what I call the college level mentality to be able to bring these great patriots in the organization and travel America and do the things necessary to help save our country. His name is Andrew Woodruff, and I am so thankful for him being here. He is the leader, what I would consider the leader of our young youth that are basically college students coming into Convention of States, their interns, and their merging leaders that will be sent out across this great country, reminded and re-injected with America's patriotism and the actual values that created this country. Without further ado, welcome, Andrew, to the Patriot Cause. Thank you so much, uh, Gunny. It's a pleasure to be with you. This is really a treat for me to finally make it onto the Patriot Cause. Uh, thank you for having me, and you know, thank your uh, a big thanks to your audience as well. Um, I hear nothing but great things about your amazing subscribers and followers. So I'm excited to talk a little bit today about the Emerging Leaders Program, my story, and just working with you. So I'm excited to get into that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Andrew. So. I always have this saying that, you know, everybody has a story. Yeah. Well, some people have a lot of stories, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But there is always a story of why you do what you do. What caused you to become a truck driver, for instance? What caused you to be a banker? What caused you to invest in Bitcoin? There's, you know, tons of stories of what motivates a person to do what they do. You as a great leader in Convention of States, and not only just a great leader, but actually part of the staff, and you have this great team of interns, emerging leaders that you are training, you're, you're taking your abilities and your heartfelt love for these people and helping them to progress to become better leaders, specifically in Convention of States. So my question to you, Andrew, is, What's the starting point? Why are you here? What started Andrew with the Convention of States? Well, I, I have to go back um, to some of my early years uh, because I am the intern coordinator for the Emerging Leaders Program. And I hope at some point we'll get to talk a little bit more about that internship, some of the specifics of it, what our mission is, what, our, um, what we want to achieve with these young minds. But beyond just being an intern coordinator for this uh, program. I, I'm a mentor. 
I get to mentor these young minds, these kids that are in college that are um, across the country. There's not just one place where we get all of our interns from. They're all over. We have some interns on the East Coast, some on the West Coast. We have uh, interns in California. We got interns that are uh, an intern right now that's in Washington, D.C. We have interns from all over. That's one of the benefits of our organization is it's remote. So we have young minds from all across the country. Right now we have 12 wonderful interns, but like I said, I'm a mentor. Um, and I gotta go back to when I was, I mean, I am young, like you said, I'm not your age, I'm still <laughs> young, but I gotta go back when I was really young, when I was in my early twenties. I, uh, I didn't have the, uh, I didn't have in my mind where exactly I was going. I felt gotcha. like I wasn't a leader in my life. I didn't have any direction, didn't have any plans. I just was like many other young people who just are drifting through life, enjoying it, enjoying the drifting, but not really any direction. And so I got hit with reality when I was in my mid twenties, was not going to college, was not doing anything. I was able to hold down a job. I was really dedicated to working hard. I always had a, a good foundation of beliefs but I just wasn't applying all of them in my life. I got hit with reality, ended up becoming a father in, uh, when I was 25 years old. And I decided, man, my life is just not on the right path. I need wow. to make changes. I need to do things differently. And so that's when I decided to go back to school. I decided that I wanted to be a history professor. I always had a deep desire and love for history, particularly American history. I love the founding. I love the founding fathers. I love the ideals that are associated with that founding era because you just have this through line of the enlightenment and Western Civ before that, all of that through line coming into an apex at the American founding, the life, liberty, pursuit of happiness that becomes uh, ideas from Locke, from John Locke that just become ingrained in the American experiment that we enjoy now. And so I started learning about that stuff with the hopes of becoming a professor and about halfway through my college career, I find out about this internship um, mm. through convention of states. I'd never heard of convention of states, but I find a Ben Shapiro tweet that says, join the emerging leaders program. This is an amazing internship that is going to turn you into a leader. And so I did my research. I looked up what convention of states is. I'd heard about the article five process of the convention, but I didn't know there was an organization that was actively trying to reach that goal of getting to a convention. And so I researched the internship and I decided, you know what, this is, this sounds like just what I need. I've yeah. been changing my life. I've been doing things, getting my life in order. Now it's time to learn how to be a leader because I'd always had this desire to get in politics, even though my goal was to become a history professor, my heart was really in politics. But like so many young people, I thought to myself, well, politics is reserved for the well-connected. Politics is reserved for the people that go to elite colleges. I'm in California. I just go to a, just a, a Cal state that no one's ever heard of. I don't go to Harvard. I don't go to some Ivy League school. So politics is for the well-connected. Boy, was I wrong on that one, though. That one was oh, yeah. completely yeah, lying. fed to me, <laughs> yeah. media, the establishment. They want you to believe that it's only for the well-connected, but it's far from the truth. So I got connected with this internship. I applied. Uh, there was two wonderful gentlemen that were running it at the time, Weston Boardman and Jack McPherson. You oh, yeah. know them. You know, you love them. They've gone off. U.S. Marines, both of them. 
both of them in the Marines now. They uh, are serving their country well. Um, and we're so proud of what they've been able to accomplish, not just with, with this internship, but also outside of the internship as Marines. Uh, so started the internship with them. Uh, they took me under their wing. They noticed early on that I had uh, a good story, a story of um, kind of a phoenix rising from the ashes. I made some poor, poor decisions in my early 20s, into my mid-20s, but then I just made this U-turn and deciding to completely change and reorient my life and aiming it at what is good, what is true, and what is beautiful. And that is um, wanting to be a leader within my community, wanting to uh, mentor others. And so they saw that early on and they asked me about halfway through the internship. They said, hey, you know what, Andrew, we're going to be leaving for the Marines and we need a leader behind us to take over the internship in our stead as we leave to go serve our country. And they said, you know what, we want you to be the next leader for the Emerging Leaders Program. And of course, I was just overwhelmed with honor and with pride at the prospect of taking over the internship. Of course, I said yes. It was uh, just, just such an honorable uh, moment in my life. And I then stepped into this position as the intern coordinator for the Emerging Leaders Program once they left. And I've now been the intern coordinator for um, two intern cycles. Um, and like you said, we just have amazing interns. They're young men and women who are dedicated to the cause of restoring the Republic. And I can't wait to love on them a little bit more, but that's just a, a kind of a, a overview of my story, how I went from kind of a, a wayward child, if you will, or a, yeah. a kind of a prodigal son going off, not really living life correctly to getting replugged in to this mentorship program that we offer through Convention of States. Absolutely, it's going from self to leadership service. Mm. It's no longer about Andrew anymore. And that's why you're succeeding. See, the, the issue is you have to go down before you can come up. You can't just keep going up and think that you know everything like the elites do. You have to be down. You have to be brought down into situations where life is hard before you can progress and become. In other words, you have to fail before you can succeed. And that's what you have done. Mm. And the awesome part is because you are in this position is because of that process. The other leaders of the intern program looked at you where you couldn't see yourself. And that's the neat part about being a leader is once you accept the fact it's not about you, you start blossoming as a leader and you start actually caring more about other people than yourself. And that's what brought you into this great internship leader process. So before we get ready to take a break, what I want to ask you is this, is now you're in COS. Now you see uh, an organization that's growing, you know, we're, we're reaching 5 million supporters and many people in this country are absolutely heartbroken on 
what can I do? I mean, we feel crushed by, and, and it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, you know, just a farmer out in the field. You're, or you feel this heavy weight of tyranny that's coming on you. So part of leading people is not only using our abilities to research what's happening around us, but also using God's word within us to help us to discern what is actually happening and how we get involved through love to be able to make changes in you know, our environment. So coming to COS, coming to this family, which is run by a great leader, Mark Meckler, tell us about your, you know, how do you feel different now that you're actually part of this organization and why you are thankful to be part of what's happening? Hmm. Well, the first part I, I want to address is the family part that you just mentioned, the family at Convention of States. We hear a lot, and I've heard a lot in, in my, uh, the different positions I've held in, in other areas and different work. You know, we're a family here. We're a family and we care about you. And you hear that a lot and it becomes almost like a trope. Um, everywhere you go, you hear, oh, we're a family. You're like, yeah, sure, you're a family. I've heard that one before. But at Convention of States, we don't just say that. We put that into practice. Absolutely. And it's outstanding to see. Like, for example, one of the things that we do is we share our pictures of our families with each other on the different, the various communication platforms that we use. And we get to experience their, their lives. We get to experience seeing their children grow up. We experience seeing grandchildren grow up. And we get to experience just a little bit of our fellow employees' lives mm -hmm. through sharing pictures, sharing stories. And then on top of that, we, get, we connect with each other and make sure that everyone feels like they are they, like they belong at convention right. states absolutely and that's part of the company culture that we have is the sense of belonging not just because we're all together in this cause to call the very first article 5 convention of states but that we belong as children of god together and we belong in this community in, in trying to restore the republic and so it goes beyond just the work that we're doing we are connected on a common cause. We believe that we have been given this duty, this honor to help restore the Republic. And therefore it's more than just working with each other. It's almost like a brotherhood, a sisterhood. And that's the, that's the, the first thing that I noticed when I first came on to Convention of States. And, and as I've grown into my position, I see time and time again that we are a family at Convention of States and we care intimately about what is going on in each other's lives and we want to be servants for each other in this endeavor that we have embarked upon. So that's the first thing um, about conventions. The other thing, going back to being, you know, thinking that politics is for the well-connected, the elite, the establishment, this lie that was perpetuated in my mind by media, by just the perception of politics, that was a big lie that was crushed by Convention of States. Yes. And I 
get this opportunity to get involved in politics in a way that I never thought I would be involved. And it's the best type of politics in my view, because it's local. My mom has told me many, many times that politics is always local. You start local if you want to get involved and make real changes in politics. Right. And this is what the founders believe. The founders believe that politics should be local, that it's you going to your, your state legislature, your, your mayor, your, your, your governor. I mean, that, that's a little bit further. That's kind of like the entire state. But right. going to your local government is the way that you effectuate change. And because the state legislature is close, I don't have to go, uh, you know, at 2,000 miles or however many miles it is to Washington, D.C., knock on um, my senator's door to try and influence them. It's not practical. But it is practical to go right down to the district office of my representative and say, hey, I want you to support Article 5 Convention of States. I want you to support this organization. I want you to support this bill. That's something that's impactful. And that's something that I now realize I can do because the mainstream media wants us to believe and wants us to focus on politics nationally. And that's what you see in those, those big names, Fox News, MSNBC, right. CNN, right. all of them. It's not just right, left. All of them want us focusing on the national politics, not the local politics. And we at Convention of States are trying to reorder that by getting people to focus on um, paying attention to what's going on in your state legislature, introducing legislation like the COS resolution into your state legislature, uh, supporting it, lobbying your representative to support it and getting involved in this grassroots effort to call an Article Five Convention of States because the founding fathers in their infinite wisdom, they knew that we would be in this yep. where we have runaway debt, I would say a runaway Congress. We have career politicians there. We have a federal government that has gone beyond its jurisdiction. And so this was a gem that I had no knowledge of. And now I know about it. And now I get to endeavor to help call this convention. And so that part of it has been, um, I would say the, the, the most amazing part of being, aside from being a part of a family, that's the second part, the mission, the actual mission and goal of getting to a convention and um, being in this political realm has been um, just so amazing. And I just have really enjoyed every moment of it. Awesome, awesome. So you speak about two things I wanna cover here just to kind of wrap this up is the fact that, you know, getting involved locally. We have had leaders that have come through COS that have actually got elected in local and state positions, state representatives, state senators. And because you're the emerging leader, imagine every one of these young leaders, these young patriots that you touch are going to have the skills that are necessary to change our country back and reestablish what a republic actually means that the states are in charge and it was built that way because it's a lot easier for a person to be able to reach up all the way through, you know, local city, federal, not federal, but state and actually make changes within their state compared to, you know, trying to get into the swamp in DC because they're not listening to you and, and they'll never listen to you. They, they may say, well, I got elected because of constituents. No, most of them got elected because they got a lot of money. And we understand that. And 
it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, but the point is the purpose of going and sitting in a legislation seat in DC is to support your constituents, not further yourself with selfishness. The second thing is, like you're saying, convention of states is love. We love each other. And when we go and approach our enemies, people that, you know, that don't understand convention of states, don't be part of it. We don't beat them upside the head with a baseball bat. We lovingly talk to them and try to have a, you know, a conversation. And many times I've talked to people that, you know, are just unsure or not positive about convincing the states. I'm going, I get it. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to, you know, give you the, the information that's necessary so you can make a determination. And that's what love is. Hmm. Um, however, in politics, it's, it's a whole different world. In politics, it's kind of like, you know, you got to beat them into submission sometimes. And uh, that's not what convincing the states is. And you're a great leader. We're thank, so thankful that you're here. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, Andrew. Don't go away. When we get back, what I want us and you to tell us more about is this emerging leader program. Uh, how did it start? Where can these great patriots, because there's many of them in colleges, especially colleges today, that are lost. They're going into this environment of, you know, this leftist mentality, and they just feel that their rights, their abilities to just be who they are, are being crushed every single day. And I think there's probably hundreds of thousands of these young leaders out there that just need some, you know, some way to, to make a difference and, and be part of this great movement of saving our republic. So don't go away. We will be right back. I would tell you that this is, in my belief, one of the most important votes you'll ever take. The name of our country is the United States of America. It is not Washington, D.C. of America. It's our job to put a stop to it. And we have the ability to do this through Article 5. That was the ripcord in the Constitution that I walked into the Norfolk Public Library around the time this bill came up and there were 350 people in the room that cared about this. And I saw folks in that room that I've known for a long time that want to see this question answered on the floor. It's the states that now need to exercise their authority granted to us in the Constitution under Article 5. You have the power of the Constitution, the power of your constituents, and the power of history to stand up and reestablish the sovereignty of this great state against an overbearing federal government. The what if we don't do anything is astronomical. We have folks who are volunteers in every single state legislative district in the nation. There is nothing more important you can do to revive the American dream to stop this march toward despotism, totalitarianism, and socialism than to call a convention of the states to get this country back on the right track.
Convention of States action in partnership with the Trafalgar Group finds 39 percent of respondents blame Joe Biden for rising inflation, while 25 percent say Congress is responsible. Look at this Trafalgar. That's Robert Cahaley and Convention of States poll. Only a convention of states will get us back to that place where the states can have their own personalities and the federal government will do what only the federal government can do. That's the reason I joined the convention of the states just a few weeks ago because uh, they're, one of the things I learned from the years that I spent in Washington is that Washington can't fix Washington. You who have the opportunity to use what the founders gave you, entrusted you as the failsafe. You are the last line. Give people hope. Give them a cause to unite behind, to get excited about that, yes, they can make a difference. They can change things, just like our founders intended. But there is another way, and it is right in the Constitution it's right there in Article 5. And the convention is a safety valve giving the people a chance to act if Congress refuses to. Through their state legislatures and without regard to the federal government, the people can demand and participate, participate in constitutional conventions, in which they can, through their own action, adopt such amendments as will reverse any trends they see as fatal to true representative government. We need a new, better solution to federal overreach, and my friend Mark Meckler has one. And the best part, there's not a single thing the feds can do to stop us. May you be a generation that a half century hence can proudly say. We maintained and furthered the American experiment born in 1776 and confirmed in 1789. We made certain that in our time, freedom's flag would be more firmly nailed to the masthead of self-government. In short, we help the nation to march on in faithful dedication to her own ideals to fulfillment of her destiny. Godspeed. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. Great guest, Andrew Woodruff, is the emerging leader, leader, of convincing the states. He is the man that is helping so many people, young, young college professionals, and that's what they're going to be, into understanding that our absolute government is absolute corrupt. That's the best way to say it. And the only way to do that, change it, is to get, you know, getting it back to what the founding fathers told us is the people have to do it which means we have to stand up. We have to do something together as a nation, as patriots to fight against this tyranny. And that is exactly what Andrew is doing. So Andrew, tell us more about this emerging leader program. And hopefully a lot of the, the young adults will get the message and understand and say, Hey, I think it's a good idea. So tell us about that. Absolutely. And, you know, what you were saying about politics being absolutely corrupt is absolutely true. We see just the level of corruption in politics right now. And that's, that's why convention of States is an organization that's 
actually out there and is a large organization because one, the federal government has gone beyond its scope and two, it's gone beyond and it's corrupt. It's corrupt all the way, root and branch to the core. And so that's why our organization exists. So the other part though, um, culture, as I'm sure you've heard, many have heard, uh, uh, politics is downstream from culture. And one of the things that Convention of States wants to do, particularly when it comes to the youth, is to recapture culture, to recapture the youth, because the left, the, they've done an excellent job at twisting the minds of young individuals. And it hasn't been something that's happened over the course of five years or 10 years. Right. Uh, this didn't start in the Obama years, and now we're seeing the, um, the, the, the poisonous fruit from that or anything like that. This has been a campaign that has gone on um, at least since the 60s. And you can go even further back. It's been going yeah, on absolutely Wilson administration, where you have this gradual movement away from limited government and self-governance to rule by the elite and rule by the experts. And then in the 60s, you have this, this change in culture where you could just do whatever you want, whatever you want, live the way you want, and don't worry about the rules, don't worry about restraining yourself, live free. Now, freedom requires some restraint. That's just part of how freedom- Sure, absolutely. There has to be restraint for freedom to truly exist can't have perfect absolute freedom and we could get into the weeds about what like John Locke says about that and what other philosophers have said but part of what has happened in our young culture is this belief from what the left has said that you can just live however you want and that you it's all about you like you were saying Um, when it's all about you you're not going to be a good leader because good leaders go beyond just what they want for themselves um, and so one of the things that we do in this Emerging Leaders Program is we talk about the tenets of, of leadership. And mm-hmm. we get into uh, a book called Servant Leadership by David Kuhnert. Uh, this is one of the core parts of this internship. And so I'm going to walk you through like the different core parts, but that's going to be my starting point is okay. servant leadership. So I'm, I can't go into all of the details of servant leadership, but one thing I will talk about is in the book, Servant Leadership, David Kuhner talks about a, a me there versus a we there. And you can think of a there as just a goal or a mission. And so the me there is how do I get what I want? How do I get what is good for me? How do I get what I desire? A we there is how do I get me and others? How do I serve others to get all of us to a mission, to an end goal. And that's what this book is essentially all about. And it looks at the different biblical scriptures that talk about leadership and how that relates to our contemporary um, society and how we can apply those leadership principles within the Bible to being a leader today. It talks about the the different tools that are available to be a good leader, to be a great leader. And they all revolve around being a servant for others. That if you truly want to be a good leader, if you truly want to help yourself, you have to help others first. And if you help others, that will then turn into benefit for you. And that shouldn't be the reason why you help others, but that's just what naturally happens. That's what naturally happens, yes. What naturally happens Absolutely. when you serve others, you're going to find value 
worth, and those others that you have served are then going to serve you. They're going to serve alongside you. So we teach this. Uh, we go through a nine-week course where we go through all of the different chapters within servant leadership. There's nine chapters. And we go through all of the different tools. And the hope is that they will not just use this in politics or they won't just use it in their whatever professional um, field that they end up in after college. The hope is that they'll use this in their family that they'll use this um, in their church, that they'll use this in every facet of their life, because that's what it means to be a leader. A leader is not just someone who's at the top of a company or at the top of um, in some type of political position, whether it be like the president or a senator or whatever. It goes, leadership goes well beyond that. First, you have to start in the smallest places, in the family. Being a leader in your family is so important. Being a leader in your community at your college is important. And so we are trying to take back the culture by showing our young interns that you can be a leader by being a servant for others. And you're going to influence others and you will change their perspective on what it means to be a leader. Because we hear in culture, leadership is all about domination. And that's just not true. It's not true. And it's not a good type of leadership to just dominate. Leadership is all about serving. So that's one thing that we go through. That's a nine-week course. Then in this internship, we then talk about Western, we go through the Western canon, or we go through the different philosophies and philosophers that have built up the Western foundation that we know and enjoy today. And so we look at um, the Israelites, we look at the Hebrews, we look at Aristotle, we look at Plato, we look at um, the Roman Republic, we look at Cato, uh, we look at um, what Cicero said. We look at these, these uh, thinkers within Western history and we relate what they said back then to right now and how that knowledge and that those philosophies are just as important now as they were you know, 2,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago. And so we go through all of the great thinkers in Western civilization, and we have discussions about why these principles ought to be protected, because the beginning point is the Israelites, right, in Western yep. civ. The end point is the American founding. Yeah. And right now, Absolutely. In, in these college campuses, there is an active pursuit to destroy that western foundation that history and not just destroy it but to augment it to rewrite it to call it evil to call it um racist whatever you want to say the left will the left is trying to hijack western civilization and destroy it and so we're out there defending it and we want our young interns to be able to go onto their college campuses and say hey you know what I think we need to have a deeper discussion about what Aristotle said, about what he said when it comes to political involvement. I think we need to have a deeper discussion about what Cato or what Cicero said when it came to defending the Roman Republic. Because we live in a republic, we should also defend our our republic that we have now. Because the left is actively trying to destroy the republic so that they could have a perfect majoritarian rule. That's what they want, majoritarian rule, and that's it. Yep. No room for dissent, no room for yep. self-governance. Nope. And so we and have- Elite to... utopia is what it is. It's an exactly. elite, an elite utopia. It's, it's, it's the world that the elitists think it needs to be how it needs to be. 
That's what it is. Exactly. And so that's why we have these discussions so that we can uh, stir the minds of our young leaders to go out onto their college campuses to then influence other young sure. uh, minds and to kind of, like I was saying, to change culture um, away from this hostility towards Western civilization, towards American ideals, towards being, uh, towards biblical principles. Um, so we have that discussion. That's about uh, between six and nine weeks on that one as well. Um, something that's important too that we don't neglect is professional development. Our interns yeah. are going through these leadership courses. They're getting historical knowledge on Western civilization, but they also need to be competitive because there are plenty of people on the left who have stellar resumes. So we want to- Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so they're gonna be competing with those people on the left. So we want them to highlight their qualities, the things that they've done in high school and in college and now with the um, Emerging Leaders Program. We want them to be able to put that on their resume and highlight it, make it look good and as professional as possible. So we take about six weeks to go through uh, resume building, cover letter building. Nice, it's awesome. We go through, um, we go through uh, uh, interviewing, how to interview in a professional setting. We set up mock interviews for these interns to go into. Uh, we pick members from the national staff at Convention of States and they grill our interns and they interview them. And this is a great way to see how you could interview at a professional level. So we go through that, we make them marketable, we help them to present themselves in the most professional way possible. And then we end the internship with a case studies on American statesmanship. And this is the, the crown jewel of the internship is we look at the American statesmen that we've seen in our past. We look at um, James Madison, we look at um, John Marshall. We look at Henry Clay, Abraham Lincoln. We look at um, FDR. Uh, we look at all of these American statesmen in our American heritage. And we try and find what is the common thread in all of these statesmen. And we find that the common thread is their ability to have prudent decision-making under pressure. All of them have this common thread, and that's what we want to instill in our young leaders. Something that no other internship is doing is instilling within these young leaders who are going to go off into business, who are going to go off into politics or in medicine or whatever field. They need to learn how to be prudent in their decision making. They need to have this ability when under pressure to hold to their principles and to continue to lead even when it's difficult. And, and so that's the only, yep. The only other place I can think of that that happens is the military. Yeah. Exact same principle. We, we train our leaders, you know, that we have a saying in the military that let's say you get promoted to sergeant. So as soon as you get promoted to sergeant, you're going to train the guy under you, the corporal to take your job. And then the staff sergeant is going to train you to take his job. That's leadership. It's, it's constantly, constantly going through the process of learning about leading people and leading organizations and projects, all of these things. This is the foundation. If 
you don't have the foundation which the emerging leaders are going to provide to you, I guarantee you, you're going to have a tremendous struggle, especially in the world today. Because let's just say that you go into a business real quick and, and you climb the ladder. If you don't have the foundation, you don't have the experience of leading, you are going to fail when you become that executive, when you become that CEO, because you, you never developed. So you can't lead by somebody liking you. You have to lead through people and learning and experiences and failing, those kind of things. And this is exactly what Andrew's doing with these great leaders. So Andrew, last word is yours. One last word. Uh, I just was inspired by what you were saying about like your experience in the military and just pouring into the person below you. And there's a biblical thread to that too. And something I've heard my pastor say, I've heard other pastors say that you always need to have, you need to have a Paul in your life, someone who is pouring into you, a leader that is pouring yes. into you. And then you need to have a Barnabas beside you, just like yeah. Paul had Barnabas. And they were at the same level, the same level of leadership. And they are pouring into each other. They're at the same place. Most people have that, but you need something else. The key part is like you were saying with the military, someone behind you, someone yeah. you're pouring into. And that's a Timothy. You need a Timothy that's behind you in leadership, isn't at your level yet, and you're pouring into them. And Great you have exactly. different tiers. Uh, someone above you pouring into you someone beside you that is growing with you, and then someone below that you're pouring into. And if you have this level of leadership, you're going to be successful. And you're going to not only develop as a leader, you're going to develop other leaders behind you. And this is the goal, developing those behind you. This is, this, this is the servant model too, developing people behind you. And that's, if I were to sum up what the internship is, it's developing people who are uh, who are not quite as far in their endeavor to lead as you are. So that's going to be my awesome. final word. If you want, if you have uh, listeners who are curious about the internship. Yes. Or more Absolutely. Details, Thank you. If you go to conventionofstates.com, if you go to the internship tab on the main page, you'll get to our internship page. You can watch a video uh, about the internship there. There's great footage of our DC trip that happened in, uh, in early 2020. Um, you can find out the different uh, intern positions, how to apply. If you know a young college student that would benefit from this program, please send them to the intern page, have them apply. Uh, we accept applications all year long. Uh, currently, it is, it's a year-long internship, so the internship, um, we're, we aren't going to be interviewing for the next cycle until the summer. So, but if you want to get your application in now, you're more than welcome to do that. We'll review it. We'll reach out to you, but please go to www.conventionofstates.com. Go to the internship tab and go look at this amazing internship that we offer through Convention of States. Awesome, Andrew. What a pleasure to have you on. I'm, I'm always thrilled again with your knowledge, your dedication and like I said, you, you know, you went through hard times and now you're stronger. You're much better than you were, you know, five years ago. And that's what leadership is. Somebody brought you in. You got into understanding what's going on. So want to bring you back. 
So let's stay in touch. Let's get back. You think about what you want to say and come back to the podcast, uh, the Patriot cause, and we'll be right here with you. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, but more important that you continue to have these strong leaders and these strong interns that want to come in and have a full open heart because you're launching, you're launching. Think about what I'm telling you. You're launching the leaders of Congress, maybe a president that is going to be in charge when your child becomes your age. Think Mm. about that one. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful day, Andrew, and we will talk to you later. Thank you so much, Gunny. It's been an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to come back and thank you to your entire audience as well. Amen, brother. Thank you so much, Andrew, for joining the Patriot Cause. Patriots, go to theconventionestate.com and become part of the solution that is bigger than the problem of D.C. Swamp. Yes, conventionofstates.com. Check it out. Share it with your friends. Share the podcast so your family, especially if you have kids in college, can listen to this great patriot. This is the Gunny out.